Good morning, world. Welcome to Zendependent News, Episode 2. I hope you enjoyed the first Zendependent News episode, and I'm definitely going to improve and keep talking about different different headlines and different things that have been on my mind. So in the past week, since I did the last episode, there have been quite a few headlines, quite a few bits of news that I did some research on, took notes on, that I want to talk about. I'm just going to, of course, before I start with the headlines, I want to give my disclaimer, the normal disclaimer that I have before, that I'm going to have before every Zendependent News episode. The views discussed and expressed on the show are satirical and the result of free speech, because I'm an American, and I can say whatever I want. Obviously, with the exception of, you know, threatening people, sending death threats, and, you know, I'm I'm sure you guys know the limits of free speech, but... Yeah, I'm just a 21-year-old trying to navigate this world. These are my thoughts, my questions, and my views on this strangely beautiful life we live. And also, before we get started, I have just started, in in all the descriptions of all my videos, I've left my wallet address for a couple different, different cryptos, so if you want to support me, support the podcast, and you have crypto, you can always donate. I have like five different cryptos down there in the description, obviously Bitcoin, Ethereum, the biggies. I think I have some, I have a Cardano wallet, all that stuff there. So if you do, if you want to keep supporting this podcast, or if you want to start supporting the podcast and support me, you can donate crypto. I appreciate that, if you do. So the first headline that I had the misfortune of reading and diving deeper into just because I was curious and because I've heard about this person before, the headline that I read, that I'm going to archive and have in the description, of course, is, it said, Chelsea Handler slams due process in Derek Chauvin trial. So, I'm, I feel, if anybody knows me, or has heard my, you know, anything besides my MMA and combat sports podcast, you guys know that I'm not the biggest fan of virtue signaling hack celebrities. And I'm not talking about, I'm not saying everybody who talks about politics and gives their opinions and views on life that that's your right as a person. I'm doing it right now. But Chelsea Handler's one of those people I I don't really know too much about her. I know if you google her, it says that she's a comedian, which is really odd to me. And it's a bit annoying when you look into someone who's completely talentless and has no good quality or personality traits about them. Says they're a comedian. And I'm a little confused when I look at like when I look at her tweets and watch a couple of her videos, she's not funny. Why are you calling yourself a comedian when you're not funny? I don't know who told you you're funny. Chelsea Handler probably has two or three yes men or yes women or just friends that laugh at every single joke that she's ever made just because they're afraid that, I don't know, Chelsea Handler will call up her ex-boyfriend 50 Cent so they can come beat their ass or shoot him or something. Or maybe they're afraid that Chelsea Handler's going to stop paying for their Xanax addiction, stop prescribing him Xanax and Percocets because... Because the only types of people that would associate with Chelsea Handler are people that have absolutely no motivation or purpose in life. So they just drown themselves in pills every day and white wine and then join anti-vax and anti-mask groups on Facebook where only 40, 40 to 45 year old white women go to just complain about their husbands, talk about how they're a hero because they yelled at some cashier at some retail store. Those types of people, you know, my favorite kinds of people. Those are the only types of people that could possibly think that Chelsea Handler's funny. So, she's not funny, obviously, and I think she's starting to realize that because within the past couple of years, she's just going down her Twitter timeline and her tweets, she's she's probably noticing that she's not making any money, nobody thinks she's funny, her career is a complete utter failure, so she's decided to go the cheap route and just go woke before she goes broke. It's a little bit cliche, but it's something that a lot of people are doing. They either tackle it before their career starts to go downhill, which is even smarter financially. It's it's a complete scumbag move, and I think it's gross. But yeah, Chelsea Handler is out here pulling on people's heartstrings. They're tugging at people's emotions because almost anybody you talk to about the George Floyd and Derek Chauvin situation, they get emotional. They get either sad, they get angry, they get mad, or it's just an emotional thing. We saw it last year. We saw all the reactions to on the internet to the dash cam, not the dash cam, the, the body cam footage and the cell phone footage. Chelsea Handler 
is tweeting out and trying to ruin the public's confidence in the justice system, which is pathetic because we don't need that right now. We do not need people with large followings, with lots of money, that live far away from these cities that have been burned down and been destroyed. We don't need people like that living in gated communities to rile people up and get them more upset because right now we're starting to see across the world and in America, people are getting tired of the lockdowns because of of coronavirus. They're seeing, for whatever reason, either they're getting bored, they were scared in the beginning, or they were, you know, they've been suspicious of it in the, the whole entire time, the past year. But America, we need the people who have big followings and have, you know, their words are more powerful than others. They need to not rile people up. This is not something that we need. America does not need some middle-aged, washed-up, quote-unquote comedian to go rile people up and talk trash about the justice system. I know a lot of people don't, but they need to. People need to have faith in the system because the criminal justice system is, it's its kind of like a, it's a link in this, in this very long chain that is just American society. If people lose faith in the justice system, they're not going to feel safe. They're not going to feel protected. They're not going to feel like criminals are being reprimanded and hopefully rehabbed back into society. We don't need people like Chelsea Handler. That Her biggest problem is probably that she spilled Chipotle sauce on her Louis Vuitton bag. She doesn't have real problems. She's not a real genuine person. There are people out here that have genuine problems and she's out here tweeting, trying to complain about the Derek Chauvin trial. And Regardless of your feelings on this trial, what I'm about to say is completely true. If you are following the trial, if you choose to follow the trial closely, you it is up to you, it is your responsibility and your responsibility only to find the facts. You need to find independent reporting. Maybe if you want to read both autopsies, the one done by, by George Floyd's family and the one done by the police department. Look at all the facts. Watch the videos if you can. If, you, if you're able to watch the video, watch it. Decide for yourself what you think. Don't follow Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about your feelings. She doesn't care about black people. Clearly, because leading up to the election, when 50 Cent kind of, I think, half serious, he wasn't even serious. He was satirically endorsing Trump. She said, I needed to remind him that he was black. Wow. That that left me kind of speechless. I I couldn't believe that this washed up, piece of trash human was out here she's got a big following like i said she's out here on the internet where everybody can see and she's she's it's almost like she leads a cult and she's commanding her followers to tell people if they're deciding not to vote a certain way remind them that they're black or remind them that they're asian remind them that they're mexican remind them that they're puerto rican remind them that they're native american when she said that i i I understood right away that this is someone that is so re- far removed from society and the real world that she's going to basically, I don't know what you call it, just, <laughs> I, don't, I can't find a word for it, basically white-splain to, a, to someone who, as successful and famous as 50 Cent, that came from the bottom and made a, made a living the American way, he achieved the American dream, you're going to sit here and tell him how to vote, remind him he's black so he only can vote a certain way. Someone like that doesn't deserve to be listened to. Sadly, like I said, there are middle-aged, mid-40s, early 50s, white wine drinking, Chipotle eating, minion meme consuming women, and I'm sure a couple like self-identified male feminists that think they're going to get laid by kissing a girl's ass and trying to empower women or whatever. Those are the types of people that follow Chelsea Handler. I... Basically, what I'm trying to say is don't get your news, don't get your reporting on anything from Chelsea Handler. The only, if you like, the only thing I would ever see as like a, a fitting situation to listen to Chelsea Handler is how to be unfunny and how to write a shitty book about being an alcoholic. Because I think that's all she's done her entire career. So screw Chelsea Handler. Do your own research if you're going to follow this. And if not, that's your choice. We are all humans. We should all have the freedom to do whatever we want with our time, as long as it's not intruding or putting anybody else's family in danger.
The second piece of news that I wanted to discuss was, so there's a couple articles that I've archived, putting down in the description, but I'm sure you guys have heard about a representative from Florida. He's a Republican representative from Florida, Matt Gates. He's being investigated right now by the Justice Department over whether or not he had, you know, inappropriate, is what I'll say, relations with 17-year-olds and Basically, they're investing whether or not he had these relations with 17-year-old girls and whether or not he paid them to travel with him. So he sounds like, I don't know, he sounds like an on-the-road, RV trailer-life-living Jeffrey Epstein. Really creepy. And as I was reading into it, you know, there's a lot There's a lot to unpack here. I'm not really sure if, I, if I'm going to have enough time to talk about everything. But basically, from what I read, I personally my humble opinion i think he did it um to put it to put it lightly i think he did it for sure matt gates has he has past ties he's this investigation has been ongoing for a while they've just kind of really found enough evidence to crack down on him and i think he's arrested and i think he's in custody right now but apparently matt gates has ties with a florida tax collector named joel greenberg who has so many he has he has a insane amount like a fat list of charges that he's been rung up with, including diverting COVID money for personal use, as well as making fake IDs, fake driver's licenses, trafficking minors. I mean, if you're buddies with a guy like that, are you really gonna, you can't really convince me that you're not doing something like that. And I'm not surprised. Like I've said in the past, in my opinion, most politicians are super corrupt, super dirty, into really gross, illegal things, and they get away with it. They have been getting away with it for a long time. It's just that now that there's the internet, with the internet comes, you know, high-speed surveillance, security, and just paper trails, digital paper trails that are being left. Like, with Jeffrey Epstein, every Jeffrey Epstein is sadly a household name, and there, there are so many powerful people that have ties with Jeffrey Epstein, and we would have never known this like, factually, I'm sure there have been, like, Alex Jones had been talking about Jeffrey Epstein and all the powerful, disgusting people that were going to this island and doing disgusting, horrible things with underage girls. And, you know, knowing Alex Jones and the way, just the way that he presents himself, the way that he presents his material, a lot of people are like, are you serious? Get out of here, dude, you're crazy. But now that there's the internet, like I said, and there's digital paper trails and investigations it's 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 being uncovered and it's going to be uncovered for the rest of time now these kind of things have been happening in my opinion for a long time it's just in the 50s and 60s and long before that there was no internet there weren't there wasn't a way for people to communicate and investigate and find proof of the internet is a powerful thing and a lot of good comes with the internet of course bad does too but i think the internet is more of a useful tool and it's more of a positive tool than it is a negative tool but that being said, Matt Gates, in my opinion, definitely did it. He's definitely going to go down, and I would not be surprised if he tries to take down a few other people with him, because he's not the only one doing it. Like I said, he's got ties with Joel Greenberg. Joel Greenberg is a shady, shady, disgusting character, and I'm sure there are more associates that are going to be... Like, I think, I think the way that the Justice Department was able to realize Matt Gates was tied in, and basically kind of look into the whole reason why they're looking into this relations with underage girls is because he has ties with Joel Greenberg. They were investigating Joel and then they just they just you know they stumbled upon evidence that Matt Gates was in on it too. So I'm not surprised. You know I'm 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 leaning more towards he did it. Obviously I'm not an expert. I don't have all the facts. I've only you know read a few different articles from different different sources so yeah, I'm just definitely leaning towards he did it. He seems like a shady, gross guy. He's he's a representative. He's part of the government. What what more can I say? But I'm going to archive the few articles that I read down in the description so you guys can look at that and decide for yourself for sure. The next bit of news that I wanted to talk about that I saw, it was pretty funny to me. I laughed when I looked at it, and then I I kind of skimmed through the article, but the like I said, the reason why I archive articles is so these trash, lamestream media outlets, so they can't make money because they're 
the news is starting to just devolve into clickbait. Ultimately, they make the most clickbait articles to make the most money. And that's why I archive and look at my articles through archive.today. So they're not making any money because they don't deserve it. Unless it's a legit article. They're legit. There's so many great journalists out there that deserve the credit, that deserve the money. They deserve to make a living because they're doing they're doing something that's so, such an integral part of society. Journalism is so important. But um, journalism like the mainstream media, it's not important. It's just funny to look at. But speaking of that, there's a, CNN, a CNBC article. And the headline was, COVID widened the gender gap. It will now take 135 years to close that divide. The WEF says. I don't know what the WEF says, but I bet you the W in it stands for women or woman. I think that's hilarious. The The gender pay gap has been debunked so many times. I, I don't know why people are still talking about it. People are still grasping onto it because they want an excuse for why they're not successful. They want an excuse. They want a reason and a, an outlet and an escape route to point out why they're not succeeding, why they suck at their job, why they suck in their career field. And yeah, the easiest way to do that for anybody, whether they're a lawyer who's not getting cases, they're not, they're not getting offers to represent, defend, or be a prosecuting attorney for, a comedian, an actor, a writer. I've seen it with every single field out there. There's always going to be people that point they point to people who are successful, they and then they make they make like shitty assumptions as to why they're successful and why they're not successful. And one of the biggest reasons is, you know, people cannot own up to the fact that they're either not good enough or maybe it's possible absolutely possible for a lot of people they haven't been given the opportunities that the people who are successful have have had but when it comes to something like this there are so many successful women out there so many great strong powerful genius women out there that have succeeded and have far surpassed the men in the field that have the like men in their field men in their companies that have the same exact opportunities as them just because not because they're a woman not because they're white, not because they're Asian, or they whatever. It's just because they're harder working people. They have more they have more drive, they have more focus, they have their head screwed on straight. And the fact that we have, you know, like I've said, reputable but lamestream media outlets reporting on crap like this, oh, the gender gap is widened even further. It's gonna take it's gonna take over a century to recover. Come on. Women, women, on average, they're earning what is it like eighty cents to the dollar that men are that men are earning. That people need to be able to differentiate earning and being paid. It is illegal for an employer or a company or corporation to pay a woman or man or anybody less than someone else because of their sex, race, origin, ethnicity, religion. Anything like that is illegal, so it's not happening. The what what they mean by women earning eighty cents to a dollar for a man is you take someone's like earnings over the year. On average, yeah, men are making more than women, and I'm not. I I I feel like it's not my responsibility to explain how like how how this gender wage gap or gender pay gap has been debunked. But basically, it boils down to the types of fields, the type of careers that men are getting into versus women. Obviously, there are women that are CEOs, there are women that are lawyers, but for the most part, men are getting into industries and career fields that make more on average than women. That's that's it. It's the only thing. I'm sure, of course, I'm not saying that there is not discrimination against women or discrimination against people because of their religion and race. There, there are gross people out there that definitely do it, but it's not, it's not an across, it's not something that's across the board 100%. So, this is kind of an, a funny article, you know, another clickbait, opportunistic article. People are bored. A lot of people don't have hobbies. They don't have things to fill their time with, because, because of the lockdowns and because they can't go to work or whatever. 
it's it's just a funny article. The gender the gender pay gap is non-existent for the most part, in my opinion. So the next bit of news that I wanted to discuss, this is a pretty sobering kind of bit of news that I read from the New York Times. So in Taiwan, I guess there was a, a train crash and it killed at least 51 people. And it was really sad for me to read into. It was really tough for me to read because, you know, tragedies, tragedies are tragedies. I mean, it's, it's a silly thing to say, but it's when something this big and so impactful for a country, a country really as small as Taiwan, it's really heartbreaking to see. A lot of families are torn apart and broken. I'm I'm not really sure. I don't think so that for the pet I think for the few days after the crash, the focus from the Taiwanese government and rightfully so was on rescuing and just taking care of and resuscitating and you know yeah, just basically taking care of anybody that was affected and injured during the crash. And I'm sure an investigation will be done, or it's being done maybe right now, on you know the cause of this crash. But I was reading that Taiwanese train crashes are not they're not a common occurrence. So it's a really it's a really scary and sad thing because I know I was reading the train was almost full capacity and you know, these people were going home, going grocery shopping, going to work, coming home from work. And it's just a sad thing. And my heart goes out to all the people affected. And I'm praying for all those people affected. And hopefully something better can come from this. I'm looking at it as optimistically as possible. I'm hoping that, you know, there's just something that can be improved upon. And I hope the Taiwanese people can, you know, unite and be strong together because a lot of people were injured, a lot of people died, a lot of people were affected and like I said my heart goes out to those people and I guess the main thing that I've taken away from this is something that I've been, you know, I've always been brought up and always been raised on is just being grateful and being you know, just realizing that you're blessed in every moment that you're alive, every moment that you can spend with your friends and family. It's valuable. And at any moment, something tragic and horrible and heartbreaking can happen. So just always hold your loved ones close and just, you know, just value the time that you have and be grateful. That's, that's, I think that's what I've taken from this the most. So the next headline that I read was kind of more business oriented. If you're into, you know, if you're into stocks just the business side of things, or if you're just following on the different companies that are coming together and researching and making coronavirus vaccines. So I I read that 15 million Johnson & Johnson doses for the COVID vaccine were destroyed in an ingredient mix-up. So I don't know how that happened. Obviously, these vaccines are not being handmade, so it had to have just been like a computer error or you know some kind of program error. But 15 million doses is a lot of doses. That's, you know, that's like a city, right? A whole entire, like, big crowded city that could have been vaccinated. So pretty sure that's going to hurt Johnson & Johnson stock. I hope you guys are not invested in that. I used to be, like, really into the stock market, but that AMC GameStop thing kind of just woke me up to the fact that stocks are rigged. And it's BS. I, Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a financial analyst or financial advisor or whatever, but definitely there's more money and more opportunity, but also more risk in cryptocurrency. I've been getting into that lately, and I recommend anybody who has the means and the time to get into that, definitely look into it. Cryptocurrency is the future, and it's legit. And the longer this pandemic goes on, the longer and the more the government decides to pull these $4 trillion infrastructure bills out of their ass out of the air, printing more money, the more, you know, the more that happens, the more the U.S. dollar depreciates, and I don't know if that's the right word, the more it inflates, and the the less valuable it becomes, the more valuable crypto market, you know, goes up, the more valuable crypto is, period. So, definitely, the government is going to keep doing this. I know there's some 
like I was saying earlier, some four four or five trillion dollar infrastructure bill that Joe Biden's trying to pass. Where where's the money coming from? We all know where the money's coming from. It's not it's non existent. It's coming from our pockets. And it's hurting us in the long run. And I mean, but that's old news. Government's gonna do what the government's gonna do. I it's just kind of an impending doom situation for me. I know a lot of people will be like, we need to do something, we need to stop the government, stand up with our wallets, but not enough people are aware, not enough people are going to do that, and the government is more powerful than you, unfortunately. No offense, the government will do whatever they want to, and you and your like 10 groups of people with double barrel shotguns and AR-15s are not going to stop them. That's, That's a sobering fact, straight up. So, next bit of news that I read was from an NBC news article, and it's that a U.S. Capitol Police officer died, sadly, after an attacker rammed his car into one of their checkpoints. The suspect apparently is also dead. So, I'm not going to be a piece of shit like Fox News, CNN, probably Chelsea Handler. I'm not going to be like them. I'm not going to come out here and elevate and make and let this let people who commit acts like this live in infamy. Every time there's a, a mass shooter, a school shooter, just someone that commits a horrible crime, it gets it gets talked about and it gets blown up by the media and it lets the person, whether they're still alive or dead, live in infamy, which is ultimately their goal. The Columbine shooter, the any school shooter or any mass shooter you can think of, most of the time they have a motive. And the media likes to put their full name, their entire life story, their beliefs, their you know, their religious ideologies, their spiritual ideologies, like I said, their motives. They like to put that out on the air, and these people that are in hell because they're dead, or they're still like, you know, rotting in a prison cell or whatever, they love it. They have a smile on their face. This is the ultimate goal. And the media does this all the time. So I'm not going to even say the dude's name that rammed his car into the checkpoint and killed that police officer. I'm not going to talk about his religious ideologies, his political belief systems, because they don't matter. They don't matter. We don't need to prop this person up. I know, obviously, like when Fox and CNN, when they report, they're not trying to, they're not, they're doing it inadvertently. They're building this person up, letting them live in infamy, and just making them a legend for for garbage, disgusting people that idolize them. They're doing it inadvertently. They're obviously not doing it on purpose, but they're doing it nevertheless, and it's been happening for such a long time. Grossly enough, if you look into the Columbine two shooters, you'll find that they have a weird underground cult following, and it's really gross. If you really want to lose faith in humanity, look into that. So for the Capitol Police officer, my heart and my prayers go out to them and their families and anybody who's been affected because it's a it's a sad thing. And whatever the reason the person was behind this, like just people need to people need to calm down. People need to stop attacking. Like if this guy happens to be a Jew, like he, he follows Judaism and he's you know He's a Democrat or he's a Libertarian. It shouldn't matter. At the end of the day, is a horrible person. And you can't, like, I don't know what it is with with people lately. And they see, when they see someone commit an, an atrocious crime, they look into their, their past. They look into, you know, the things that they do. And they just tie everybody who's related to that thing. Like, if this guy mowed lawns, people will say, the Lawn Mowing Association of America, they're horrible and they want to go kill police officers and stuff. Definitely something hypocritical that I've seen are the people that are like so entrenched and so engulfed in politics right away, like when it was breaking news, when the bodies were still warm, people were like, oh, he crashed into a Capitol Police officer. He's probably part of that group that stormed the Capitol. So they like jumped on and they wanted to blame someone so quickly. But instead of instead of blaming the person, they're trying to blame groups that they were assuming they were part of. And it's really weird. It's such a stupid, closed-minded way to think. 
And people need to stop doing that. But like I always say, it's just my humble opinion. I think, I, I don't think I'm in the, it feels like I'm in the minority when I go on the internet. But then once you realize, like, people on the internet are actually like us, the people with super radical ideologies, like the ACAB group, they're actually a small percent of the public that are insane, that are psychopaths, that have some serious problems. And they have too much time on their hands, they have the internet, so they can just talk shit and say crazy stuff. But when you talk to your neighbors, you go to the store, you go to a wedding, you go hang out with friends, you go bowling, you go to the movie theater, whatever you're allowed to do in your area, I know it's different for everybody, you realize that, you know, most people are normal, most people are good people, most people are, in. a lot of people are interesting to me. I know a lot of people, you know, I have a love-hate relationship when it comes to people. I love meeting people. I love learning about them. I love having conversations with them and because people are unique and you know their past kind of shapes them into a unique figure and a unique person and it's always nice to get to know that person and the things they've gone through and their views and their opinions, their thoughts on things. That's why I love podcasts and I think a lot of people share that same kind of not yearning but that same kind of enjoyment of conversations, real, legit, uncut, unedited uncensored conversations a lot of people feel that same way about me uh, or feel the same way that I do they they love learning about people that come from different walks of life that's why podcasts are so big at the end of the day that's why Joe Rogan is so big he's the biggest podcast by far in the entire world because he has people on from every single walk of life from every background and he just lets them talk he listens to them he shares his experiences and yeah, I don't I don't really know how I delved this far into what I was just talking about. But at the end of the day, we're all humans and we need to stop putting labels on horrible atrocious crimes and criminals and grouping them in with other people that have not committed that crime. Yeah, just let this guy rot and pray and care for the people that were negatively affected. So the last bit of news that I wanted to cover is another kind of, it's not necessarily humorous, but it's funny to me. This is a CBS News article, and basically what it consisted of, it said, Hunter Biden opens up about family intervention and addresses laptop reports. Right before, like, seeing that this was CBS, I knew we were about to, like, completely get lied to, or just led on, or emotionally played with, because... You know, that's what the lamestream media does. They they don't give facts. They just go straight for emotions. You see it anytime. You go on CNN. You see Don Lemon. He starts getting mad. He starts yelling. He starts reading off the teleprompter a little more passionately. You see Tucker Carlson start to yell or, or storm. He'll, he'll get into a debate with someone and then walk out and take his mic off. Like, these people, these people are fake. They're reading off teleprompters and... They're just trying to tug at our heartstrings because a lot of people think with emotions instead of their heads, which I do it all the time. I'm a very emotional guy, but it was just funny. Um, basically, like what Hunter Biden said, so he, so I think he, he's had drug addiction problems, and it's not something to bully someone on. Addiction is something that is very important to me to address, and I really hope, you know, I could talk about it in another episode. But addiction is not something to make fun of at all. Addiction is a serious problem, especially in America. Opioid, the opioid crisis is a serious, it's a serious crisis and it affects everybody. I'm pretty sure if you ask anybody across the United States or even the world, you know someone or you had someone that you held dearly to you that's been affected by addiction. But Hunter, Hunter Biden opened up on his, so he started off with his addiction and then some stories about how his dad tried to stage an intervention and then they all hugged each other and they all cried and then his dad was talking about how much he cared about his son and then he went to the White House and then ordered drone strikes in Syria and blew up a couple American bases and injured some Americans and innocents in Syria. So it was really funny. It was it was really pathetic to me to, to see Hunter Biden go on CBS, get softballed these... He, he would just have softball questions thrown at him and then all he did was talk about crying and and his dad, and, and drugs, and how it's so horrible, and then when they were, when, I mean, if, if CBS 
held this interview and didn't ask about the laptop, I think, you know, obviously they know they need to ask about the laptop situation. So they asked him about the laptop, and then he was, here's his quote directly. He said, there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. It could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, that it was Russian intelligence. Uh, super funny to me. I don't know why. Like, there's three cards that that the left, that the radical left likes to pull, and it's it's either racism, it's either orange man bad, or it's Russian intelligence, and they're all kind of intertwined. And it's really funny that he came out and just basically said, "Yeah, there could be a laptop out there with super incriminating illegal activity and proof and dealings that me and my dad had with foreign governments, which is completely illegal and horrible, but." It could also be Russia. That was just funny to me. I think, I think, you know, like I said, addiction is not something to bully someone on. But like, if you're addicted to drugs, but you're also a piece of garbage, or your dad's a piece of garbage, or whatever your opinions are on the Biden family, stop pointing to, to Russia. Own up to your crimes. Pay the fine. Go to jail. Whatever. Like, stop playing with people, bro. I'm trying to divert people's attention from your dad's criminal activities and your criminal activities to, oh, intervention, everybody was crying. My dad my dad put his hand on my shoulder and told me everything's going to be okay. Like, oh, I'm glad you have a supportive dad, but your dad's also bombing people. He's killing innocent people, just like most politicians. Biden is not the first and he's not the last president to go order drone strikes in Syria and then also happen to blow up Americans. He's not going to be the first person president. He's not going to be the last, sadly. It's just a part of it. But don't sit here and try to act like your dad is a great person because, you know, it's up to you. Clearly, I, I've sort of stated my views on Joe Biden, but yeah, it's up to you guys, of course. If you're listening and you disagree, go ahead and dislike. Go ahead and leave a comment, say I'm a piece of garbage, and then I'm a, I don't know, put whatever label you want on me, but I like to see myself as open-minded. I criticize everybody, make fun of everybody, including myself. So that's just my opinion on that situation there. So those were just the kind of the the news headlines that were that I really wanted to talk about that I felt like people should hear about if they if they don't pay attention but they still kind of want to know what's going on in the world. So I know a little bit of an update on the Myanmar situation. I I don't think I think the killings have kind of calmed down but the protests are still going on. I think maybe the powers that be that are just gunning down citizens in the street that were protesting, I think they they're starting they were starting to catch on that the entire world was watching in disgust and I'm not really I'm not really quite too sure if any military action is going to be taken on them. It's it's a tough situation like I said. America's always put in a tough situation where we're expected to be the world's police, but some people don't think we should be involved at all. It's it's a tough, tough decision for our president and for his cabinet to make. So we'll see what happens there. But like I said, I think Biden is going to said he wanted to do some trade sanctions. So we'll see if that helps at all. Who knows? I'm not really I, I I'm gonna be honest, I'm not an expert on, you know, foreign affairs, so can't really say too much on that. But a couple of things I've been thinking about, something that I'm like really, you know, I'm kind of balls deep in is like this whole ant, quote unquote anti-vax movement. There was someone on Facebook I had an interaction with. So I don't comment nowadays on Facebook. I'm just there to update my family because I live in Europe. A lot of them live in the United States. I... Facebook is just there for me to communicate and catch up with my family and check on check, check up on everybody. We all give updates on how we're doing, our health, all that important stuff. But that being said, every once in a while I do, you know, I partake in some some entertainment entertaining stuff on Facebook. I'll watch a funny video or I'll watch a cute video about a dog getting rescued and getting you know, nursed back to health because he was left out in the rain for three months or something. And then rarely, rarely do I ever comment and kind of give my opinion on like, I, I don't want to call it politics, but just, you know, social commentary. I rarely do it on Facebook. In my opinion, it's not the platform 
to kind of try to change minds because people are not most people are not on Facebook to get their minds changed. If they want to delve into a topic that's nuanced, they're going to go to the internet or maybe are they're going to go to like Google, they're going to do research, they're going to go on YouTube or a podcast. They're not going to go to Facebook to get their minds changed. That that's why it makes me cringe when people are on like Twitter or Facebook or maybe even Instagram arguing about some issue that actually doesn't affect them. They'll argue for days, for days on end. They will keep clacking away on their phones, arguing. And then at the end of the day, nothing good has come from it. Nobody's minds were changed. Nobody's nobody's mindsets were changed. Nobody's opinions were improved or changed. Now two people hate each other. Or maybe there's ten people, five people on each side arguing. Now they all hate each other. They have a little more animosity for, just for example... Someone who voted for Trump, someone who voted for Bernie, they're arguing on Facebook, they're arguing on Twitter. At the end of the conversation, if it ever does end, three weeks later, 3,000 comments and paragraphs later, they actually just don't like each other even more. Nothing good comes from it. But getting back on topic, there was a guy who who I went to high school with. I don't actually remember his name. I don't know why I'm friends with him on Facebook. I don't think I ever talked to him. I just probably saw him in the hallway a couple times, but this guy posted and he said, kind of not word for word, but he was like, if you're an anti-vaxxer, just do me a favor, do us a favor and unfriend me. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that fucking word anti-vaxxer because there are actual people out there that are anti-vaccination that don't vaccinate their kids. And me personally, I think they're a bit weird. I understand where their suspicion comes from and where their distrust for the government or for these pharmaceutical companies that make vaccines, I can understand where their distrust for those people and corporations come from. Me personally, when I have kids, I'm going to vaccinate them because there are some horrible diseases, viruses out there that I, don't, that I want my kids to be armed against. I don't want them to suffer through them because they're horrible. I'm lucky enough, of course, that I was vaccinated and I also have a really strong immune system, so I haven't really experienced any scary viruses or diseases. And I don't want anybody to have to experience the ones that we've heard about and read about in school, like polio and TB and chickenpox. Chickenpox doesn't kill as many people as it did in the past, but you know, part of that is thanks to vaccines. So I'm just gonna state, like, I'm just gonna say that right away. I am not an anti-vaxxer. My kids are going to get vaccinated. But what I do believe is that people should and they do have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies, with their kids' bodies, with their dogs' and cats' bodies, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. At the end of the day, if some family decides not to get their kids vaccinated, it is nobody's fucking business except their own. So this dude going on there saying this dumb shit, if you're an anti-vaxxer, unfriend me. And I guarantee, and I promise you, a lot of people that just throw out this, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer, you can't be trusted, or oh, he's a retard, he's an idiot, he's stupid because he's an anti-vaxxer. You can just be labeled an anti-vaxxer. I'll probably be labeled an anti-vaxxer. I, I think there were a couple people that like liked his response to what I to my comment. They'll probably call me an anti-vaxxer. Anybody that questions or just wants to look into the validity and the safety and the success rate of any kind of vaccine, they'll just call me an anti-vaxxer. And it's pathetic because this guy's out here. There's so many people out here that try to go, they go on social media and then they make a post like, vaccinate your kids or save the children or end racism. Any, any one of those virtuous kind of three-word mottos it's pathetic to me. This guy is probably super insecure and he just wants to prove and in his 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 reply was funny. So basically what I said was I believe it is the right I believe that every American has the right to either vaccinate or not vaccinate their kids. It's not up to you to say. It's none of your business. And if you're so worried about the disease getting to you, you're vaccinated, right? You're protected. So move the fuck on and let people live their lives. Stop trying to tell people what to do. Basically what I said, but I didn't cuss, of course. I put it in a classy, professional way. 
And then he responded with, I want people to get vaccinated to protect others that can't. And I'm like, alright. This is I just ignored the comments, ignored the replies to my comment and to his, because I'm like, okay, this dude is clearly immature. Because I highly doubt he gives two shits about other people. He just wants to show how, how virtuous he is by being pro-vaccination, thinking everybody should be required and like held to a gunpoint by the government to get vaccinated. And it's pathetic. It is not your duty. You, you think it's your moral duty because you're weird? You think it's your moral duty to get everybody, keep everybody safe with vaccines? But it's not. And you look like an asshole doing it, going out here saying, oh, if you have this, if you think different than me, unfriend me. I see that so much now. And whenever I see that, I'm like, do it yourself, bitch. I, I'm not doing shit. I'm not lifting a finger just because you're close-minded and pathetic. Let people do what they want as long as it doesn't hurt someone else's family or someone else's well-being. I've always had that. My parents have always raised me to be open-minded and not to judge. And just mind my own business. It's not my business whether or not Karen down the street decides to vaccinate her kids. Like I said, like I always say, I do judge, but I keep it to myself. I'm not going to go out here and harass you. I'm not going to call your call or email or send DMs to your boss or your job and try to get you fired because that's what snitches do. And it's not their business. It's not like if Karen is a paralegal, it is not the law firm's business whether or not she decides to vaccinate her kids. Let them do what they want. Like I said before, me personally, I'm vaccinating my kids because whenever I have them, I will love them and I will care for them and I will want to protect them as best as I can. And I'm not judging anybody who doesn't vaccinate their kids. Well, I am, but I'm keeping, to, keeping it to myself, like I said. And I know the guy wasn't talking about the coronavirus vaccine, like... He didn't go out straight out and say it, but I know that's what he was thinking about. Because the coronavirus vaccines, they're a hot topic right now. A lot of people want to get it. A lot of people don't want to get it. And there are a lot of people, rightfully so, that are, you know, they're looking into it more. They're doing research before they decide to get it. And that's the best, it's the best kind of person. I think that's the smartest kind of person. You should, I don't want to say you should question everything and be a conspiracy theorist, but... Yeah, question everything. Make sure that what you're doing, what you're putting into your body, whether it's food, medicine, yeah, like medicinal drugs or, um, you know, street drugs or recreational drugs or drinks or vaccines, of course, anything you put into your body, you should do research and you should know whether or not it's safe for you or your kid or your wife or your husband or your cousin or your old parent or grandparent or great grandparent. You should, you should want to know if what you're doing for your family and for you is best and it's up to you and it's not up to the dude on Facebook there were a couple people that were like hopping on his ass telling him the same kind of sharing the same sentiment as me like dude mind your own business it's not your duty and you have no right to tell people what to do so unfriend them yourself oh if you're an anti-vaxxer unfriend me the fuck not everybody who questions and does research and is a little hesitant on a vaccine not all of those people are anti-vaxxers i i look into things before i partake them if i'm gonna drink something or if i'm gonna take a medicine i want to know the side effects and if you're one of those people that looks at side effects and does research and is thinking about whether or not they're going to give their kids or get themselves the coronavirus vaccine keep doing it Ignore all these idiots out there, these closed-minded fucks that pretend like they're virtuous by saying shit like, unfriend me. Who, Bro, do you think I'm going to lose sleep over you? I don't, I literally don't give a shit if you unfriend me or if you think I'm stupid for questioning the coronavirus vaccine or any kind of vaccine. It's a normal thing to do. It's a sane, logical, smart thing to do, but... Sadly, there are a lot of people that feel that way. They think it's their way or the highway. They think what's best for them is best for everybody. And it's sad. It's a sad truth. It's a real thing, but oh well. You know, what can you do? At the end of the day, with things like this, with 
with conversations like that or situations like that, you know, I think about it. I don't get too worked up. Obviously, I just think about it. And I talk about it on the podcast. And then I move on. I'm not losing sleep over closed-minded, stupid people. I just do what's best for me, do what's best for my family, and for me and my family's future. And that's all you can do. So stop being closed-minded. That's basically what I want to end this episode on. Stop being closed-minded, do what's best for you and your family, and mind your own business. And most importantly, thank you for listening to this episode of Zendependent News. I am having a lot of fun. Like I said, I have a lot more time on my hands. The past couple weeks, I've had a lot more time on my hands. And I like to talk. I like to speak my mind. And I don't want to drive my family too crazy. And like I said, I've already had a podcast. I think that a lot of people, you know, regardless of age, but more so young adults like myself, can identify with my thoughts and my feelings on just the world, the world and the way that I see this earth through my lenses, through my eyes. So I am having fun with the podcast, and I did get some feedback, some constructive and a lot of positive feedback from my last episode. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to improve, and whatever, like I said, whatever I find on, for world news, whatever I, whatever's on my mind, I'm going to talk about it. But thank you for listening to this episode. Please stay tuned. Like I said, if you want to support the podcast, and you happen to be in the crypto market, I do. I am accepting crypto donations in the descriptions, my wallet addresses, and I did just start a Patreon. I'm not really quite too sure how Patreon works, but I definitely will figure it out. And I don't know. I might. I might not actually use Patreon because I've been hearing about a, a quite a few people getting banned from there. It could be that they were just straight up doing, saying dumb stuff. They were lying or whatever, but. I'll just have to look into it because I, I the reason I love Anchor is because Anchor is 100% pro-First Amendment. They're pro-free speech, and that's why I decided to accept their sponsorship because I knew that in the future, basically when I expect, accepted the sponsorship was like, I think in the fall of last year, and the reason I accepted it is because, yeah, at the time I was just doing combat sports. It's going to be really hard for someone to censor someone off combat sports because like, what really crazy can you say when talking about boxing and MMA and kickboxing and all that? But I knew that eventually my podcast was going to evolve into talking about more things than just combat sports, just when I was ready. So I picked Anchor because doing research, I saw that they are pro-free speech, and they're not going to remove me off their platform for speaking my mind. And I value that. I value that as an American. I value that as a young adult. And I think you guys should too. So stay safe out there and stay away from those crazies. And I'll see you on the next episode.